0: your host. I have Miranda Rodriguez joining me today. Miranda is the owner and founder of Living Color Salon. She started it back in 2015 and has grown it into the brand and salon it is today. Thank
1: you. I'm excited to be here and talk a little bit about the business and myself and just go over some fun things. Um, So thank you for having me.
0: So tell us more about your journey of becoming a business owner.
1: Yes. So, um, back in 2014, I was at a salon that was the most phenomenal salon to be at in, um, the Beaufort area. Um, it was booming for many years. So that was where Everyone in Beaufort wanted to go, but that was also where all of the top stylists wanted to be, and I was very fortunate to um, kind of begin my career there, but it after a few years it became very toxic when ownership changed and we all started finding different salons to move to or do things on our own And um, that's when I decided that I needed to do my own thing. I had just gotten married and purchased a home and we were starting a family. Um, So it just felt like the right decision to branch out and be my own boss.
0: So did you start solo or did you have a network of others to bring along with you? So I
1: planned on having a network. and did not work out for me for several different reasons. Um, The timing was just not great for the two women that had planned to follow me. So they, one found a job elsewhere and the other one for a short amount of time decided to stay at the salon um, that we were leaving. So um, when I opened, I think I was, goodness, I think I was about 6 months
0: pregnant and I was on my own. <laughs> wow. So, what did the first 30, 60, 90 days look like for you as an entrepreneur?
1: <sighs> um it was a little bit of a blur, especially with the pregnancy. Um the th- First 30 days, I think, were probably the most hectic because I had not owned a business before and I did not necessarily have a receptionist um, or a manager. I had my mom working the front desk, um, which was not her forte, so I was kind of teaching her what to do. Um, so it was pretty hectic having to, you know, do the behind the scenes. Payroll for myself and for her and all of the, you know, scheduling and booking, um, getting guests, you know, that were on my books from another salon onto my books, you know, at my new salon. So, yeah, the first 30 days were pretty stressful. By 60 days, I think I started to get into the swing of things. Um, I found a great platform that people could book online. So that was very easy. We had not had that, um, at the previous salon that I was working at. So that made things a lot easier. Um, and then by 90 days, I was almost ready to give birth to my oldest. So then I had the stress of figuring out maternity leave. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a whirlwind, but I'm very grateful that that I took that risk and ignored that fear inside my head. So
0: that's what holds so many people back, I feel like, is that four letter word fear. Yeah. And even just learning from the very beginning. Like like you mentioned the software. Yeah. Getting a business license. Yeah. Starting to pay, you know, property taxes on absolutely office space and sales tax and all the things yeah I mean it's a lot as a business owner
1: yeah and with you know with opening salons or you know even spas you have state board coming in and there's a lot of red tape and dates of you can't do this until we check this and you can't do that so there were a lot of moving parts that had to be timed meticulously um, but it all it all unfolded
0: it all works out <laughs> yes So how do you attract other stylists to your brand? Good question.
1: Um, I think the, I think what I have found works best for me over the last seven years or so is just being very clear with what my brand looks like. Um, and that's taken a lot of fine tuning. Um, I think that before when I would search for stylists as opposed to just trying to attract them, um, it was hard trying to force my vision or my ethics on people um, as opposed to just saying "This this is my vision for the business. This is my vision for the women that I personally surround myself with. Um, and I think once I did that, the people that wouldn't really necessarily be on board with that just didn't apply. Um, so it's it's been pretty smooth sailing, attracting the proper people once I said, okay, what are my boundaries? What do I expect? Not only from um, employees, but also, like, what do I expect for my guests? You know, what what is my what is my vision for how I want the salon to look on the outside, looking in, but also, you know, behind the scenes that, that our
0: guests don't see. It's all about the experience. I mean, how mm-hmm. people experience you when you're when it comes to recruiting. I don't care what position you're trying to fill within your company. You you attract what you give out, I feel like, and so, and that starts even at the basic things. Like what what does your logo look like? And what do people see when they log online? And is your booking system easy? You know,
1: absolutely. You're right. I think, um, you know, we changed the logo several times throughout the course of the year. We've done a lot of updates with the, the aesthetic in the salon. We have figured out what works us, what doesn't, Um, and then just, you know, also just growing over time, you know, the more we have added with our stylists, the more revenue we've brought in, and then the more we can splurge on the experience for our guests. So that's been phenomenal, Um, being able to, over the last year or two, pour a lot of energy into making the salon the way that it looks today. Um, and then just being, I'm super excited over the next year or two to, to start pouring back into my, my stylist, my creatives in more education, more hair shows. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a good journey. I think another thing when it comes to attracting, um, stylists is I had to take a, I had to pivot hard with, okay, why am I attracting people that it seems that there's so much resistance to wanting to work or to wanting, wanting to work the schedule that I want them to work. And it took the pandemic for me to sit down and say, how do you want to live your life? And how much time do you want to spend on your personal well-being and with your family and why wouldn't other people like why wouldn't you think that other people would want that too and I think once I sat down and said okay working you know having them work five to six days a week is not sustainable Um, there's just too much resistance in it and once we scale back to working three to five days a week I feel like that's when it really clicked for for the business and retaining the staff that that we have today
0: that's a good point you got to think about what's going to work best for your employees and making them work five to six days a week is not sustainable long term for a lot of people yeah and so you were smart to scale that back
1: yeah and I feel like once I did that the resistance dissipated um and I feel like I feel like a lot of my creatives work more now than than they did before because now they don't feel that burnout. They feel like, okay, I have this time with my family or this time with myself. I don't mind coming in a few extra hours here or an extra day here. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's been the biggest attraction for gaining the right creatives is by by offering them that flexibility
0: that leads me to my next question is what keeps them there we talked about the scheduling but Mm -hmm. what else do you think has been helpful with retaining because you have staff that has been with you for years and years and that is you know just speaks to you know their loyalty to you
1: yes thank you um yeah it it has been phenomenal I think that one of the biggest things is that over time we offer um, paid vacation. Mm. We allow, you know, not only sick leave and paid vacation, but just regular time off. Mm -hmm. Um, We also offer free education, Mm -hmm. um, whether that be continuing education through state board, which is a requirement or just additional education Um, I make the holidays a really big deal so they get a good amount of time off for Thanksgiving, they get even more time off for Christmas, and then you know with with Christmas we do a big Christmas party, we do bonuses, gifts, I I make a huge to do around the holidays and um, they they express their gratitude for that. That's one thing that if you like ask them, you know, what's your favorite thing? A lot of them get super excited about the Christmas party and and you know
0: that that kind of fun stuff. So that goes a long way, though. I mean, mm-hmm. when it comes to employee morale and you know having something for them to look forward to and be together outside of work too is important.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, and you mentioned too a three tier pay scale. Yes. Unheard yeah. of.
1: So, we offer a um, three tiered pay scale where if they make each week, they get paid weekly direct deposit. Um, they get 100% of their tips. They get 10% off of their product sales. Um, and then we have the tiered service where each week, If they make a certain, for every, you know, dollar amount that they make, there's tiers where they go from one percentage to another. And I think that's, I think that's a really big deal because then it allows them to decide, do I want to work, you know, do I want to work a heavier load or work more days a week so that I can achieve this, this greater, um, tier or am I okay with, with the tier that I'm at and that changes every week. There's
0: no, you know, monthly or or quarterly. It's no just they hit. Yeah. Okay. So you've grown the business tremendously over the years. What does the future of living color look like to you?
1: Oh that's a really great question. Um I I'm one of those where I just roll with whatever unfolds if there's ever an opportunity that that comes my way um, i usually won't hesitate and i'll jump on it we are we're not in the works but we're kind of mentally and visually manifesting a second location or possibly expanding Um, we'll never leave haversham but um, there is a possibility for potential in the next year or two to um, add a second location um, and then for myself personally um, I'm kind of taking a shift to um, a more holistic aspect of my life where I am a certified Reiki master and I'm about to be certified with sound bowl therapy um, so I will be maybe implementing that, um, not necessarily in the salon, but you'll see more um you know, some more marketing on on that. Yeah. That's exciting.
0: I've actually done the sound bowl therapy and think it is so cool.
1: It's phenomenal. Um I have you had it done where you lay on the bed and they put the bowls on you or do you lay on a mat and they have the big bowls.
0: I've done it where you lay on the mat okay yeah
1: I'm I love both and I want to to be able to provide services for both it's it's very transformative that's
0: amazing so as we wrap up how can our listeners find you and follow along
1: yeah um so I would say if you are on Instagram or Facebook just look up Living Color Salon Um, On our Instagram page, if you look up um, Living Color Salon, you'll be able to find my personal Instagram username right at the top. Um, For Facebook, if you want to find me personally, just look up Miranda Renee Rodriguez, and then you can find me on LinkedIn um, under Miranda Rodriguez.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks for for meeting with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.